People go and ask advice from someone who's running a quote successful business and the successful business, all they really ever talk about is top line revenue. Yeah. You know, I run a $10 million business. Okay, Gary, well, I've seen a lot of people who run $10 million businesses and they make less than seven figures. Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Your high octane boost of full on reality therapy for personal, business and investing success with your host, Ron Phillips, because somebody's got to tell it like it is. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Ron Phillips here with Heather Marchant. Hey, everyone. It's 76 in Charleston. <laughs> so you had a cold eat. spell. <laughs> yeah, take that, everybody who's got cold weather. It's nice here. Well, it's Beautiful. sunny here today, so sunny in Utah is like, oh, you feel like it's 70 degrees because wow. I know. I remember. I remember. Listen, <laughs> welcome back. Hope you enjoyed our last episode. We enjoyed making it. It was really good. Um, something that is important, I think. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. If you didn't hear it, you should go back and listen to it. Really appreciate you guys tuning in. Make sure you share with all of your friends and all that good stuff because we've got another really good one. I think today we're going to talk about Heather is going to help some people. Yeah, I agree. I think it's some down to earth type of content to help people in their business. So we haven't done an episode on business outside of real estate for a while. And Heather and I thought it was time we did. And I kind of thought it was time we did because I've literally had six or seven phone calls over the last week to week and a half, just from friends and you know people I know asking me about new business ideas they have and trying to get my opinion what they should do, how they should move forward and things like that, which is all great. And I actually love those phone calls. Those are a lot of fun. But like over half of them are what I call squirrel chaser calls. And I am a squirrel chaser. So I can talk about squirrel chasers. That's true. You really are. I really, <laughs> I really have a problem. But listen, all of my fellow squirrel chasers out there, this is one of our superpowers. I don't want to negatively impact because I think Heather, you would probably attest to the fact that sometimes the squirrel I'm chasing is worth catching. For sure. Yeah, you have great ideas. And I think there's a million great ideas out there that can distract us from our main like business or main idea that we work on, right? Mm -hmm. So I think we work really together in having a balance there because I don't really have a whole lot of original ideas. I love executing ideas. So we, we're a great you, team that way. You have brilliant ideas in the execution. <laughs> in I the mean, execution. brilliant <laughs> because I don't. Once I have a general concept, it's kind of <laughs> over for me. And then somebody with an operational mind has to come up with the brilliant actual plan that's going to make the thing happen. We wanted to talk about both and kind of how to blend those together because there's, I can just, I don't know about everybody else out there and maybe it's different for everybody or for many of you. COVID kind of smacked everybody in the face. For our company, it kind of was like smacked us in the butt and we were like, yeah, okay. We really didn't have a problem last last year, yeah. but a lot of people did. But I feel this sense, I can just kind of feel it, that people are dying to get back to normal mm -hmm. and then some. Like not just normal, Heather, but like they want to do things, right? People want to do yeah. things. It's no accident that I got so many calls because it just kind of feels like that. It just kind of feels like it's time to grow. It's time to do something. It's been stagnant for and physically for a lot of people that you can't mm -hmm. go anywhere. You're stuck in your house. It's a stuck feeling. Some people can't go to the gym and work out. And those things fuel me for sure. So I know you're the same. So 
Okay, so squirrel chase. Some of you are out there like, what the heck is he talking about, squirrel chasers? Like, have you ever seen a squirrel chase another squirrel? I mean, it's hilarious. They like go yeah. all over the place. There's no direct path to anywhere. <laughs> and if you've ever driven over them, you know that there's no direct path. They like shuck and jive right in front of you like it's going to make some difference that your tire is coming or something. I don't know. But a lot of times in business, that's we're tracking, we're headed down this road and then I see a squirrel and like a dog, I'm chasing it. And squirrels don't really, there's no thought given to that. The dog, no thought given to the fact that it's going to chase the squirrel. So it's going to chase the squirrel because that's what it does. You can't do that in business. You can't just chase squirrels all day long because you get nothing done. Like nothing in your business will work right. And you can't start a business chasing squirrels either. It's just moving you all over the place so that you don't move forward at all. And maybe yeah, end so, up dead. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that a lot of people have really good ideas, but I go back to you and we talk about this all the time, Heather, but... Once you have a vision, both personal and business, it makes decision-making so much easier. You can clearly tell what's a squirrel mm -hmm. and what aligns with your business. Or in our case, like when we decided we wanted to do the mortgage thing, that completely tracks with our business because mm -hmm. somewhere between 50 and $100 million worth of loans we hand to people every year. In addition to that, the majority of them don't do a very good job. So constantly looking for new lenders. Well, that makes sense. And that aligns with our vision with what we're doing. Mm -hmm. But some of the ideas I come up with don't align with anything we're doing. I mean, nothing and would completely be a distraction. I think it takes someone else listening to your idea sometimes to help give you that perspective, making sure you understand, hey, this doesn't fit with our vision or we have all these things going right now. And so we have in our agenda, you and I, a parking lot and the parking lot is full of great ideas and we can go back and rehash them anytime we want. And sometimes in our quarterly meetings, we'll pull up the parking lot and, and laugh. That's true. And laugh at the brilliant idea. You look at it and you're like... <laughs> Man, I'm glad we dodged a bullet there, boy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I think having a place for him to sit is actually been really helpful for us that we're not just discarding an idea, but we put it, we okay, give it Let's be clear, everybody. I just want to make sure that because this is the Get Real Show, this is for my ego. It doesn't help Heather at all, other than the fact that she gets to park any idea that's dumb. Or that doesn't really have any merit, but she doesn't have to tell me that. She's like, hey, let's put it in the parking lot. That sounds great. We can talk about it next quarter. And then we probably won't even ever talk about it next quarter because it was a stupid idea. But she doesn't have to like dog my idea down. She can just say, yeah, but this quarter, this is what we're working on. And so yeah. let's talk about that next quarter. And I'm like, oh, yeah, great. No problem. My ego doesn't get hit. You don't want to smash the person who's coming up with the ideas because some of the ideas actually you do want to implement right now. Mm-hmm. And if you're constantly getting your ideas batted down, then eventually you just don't come with any anymore. So you want to make sure that whoever it is that's on your team that's doing the creativity is being creative and that you're being supportive of them. And that's what Heather's talking about here. This parking lot mm -hmm. is so that I continue to be creative and bring really good visionary ideas, but we don't have to work on them today. We do not have and to chase the squirrel. The cool thing is you can lock the squirrel up in a cage. <laughs> and if you want to let it run next quarter, you can. Mm -hmm. You just open the cage back up. Squirrel goes, dog chases a squirrel. Done. And sometimes time is a great, I don't know, it gives you some different perspective that if we wait three months, focus on what's on the table right now, and then in three months we pull that idea back up and it's still a great idea, then that's different. 
right? Yep. So I like that we have them all sitting there, but I agree with time. A lot of times we'll go back and say, oh, that was a really great idea before. And now I for just somebody don't else, see. <laughs> that's yeah. a great idea for somebody else. <laughs> so let's talk about the next thing. We talked about vision. It's really important. And the reason it's really important because it makes decision-making easy. So we've been sitting here talking about decisions about specific things in our business, but this literally works for anything. Once you have a vision, it makes things so clear. So many yeah. people make decisions, I think, in a really dumb way. We think about what other people are going to think of our decision. We think about responsibilities we have. We think about all of these other things mm -hmm. before we even think about what we want. What do we yeah. actually really want? And that's where the vision comes in. Because if you sit down and you do the vision and you plan out what you want, then you can clearly see whether or not this thing fits. Yeah. I've you talked don't. with lots of clients that they're growing their business and they're in growth mode and then turn on a dime after sitting and thinking and focusing, especially with their spouse on what their vision really is. And they turn on a dime and sell their business where they've been mm -hmm. in this growth mode. This is what I want. This is what I want. And then once you take a step back, and I think sometimes we stay focused on the squirrel so much that we don't take a break from chasing the squirrel and understand, is this really what I want to do? So I think it's, there's some really, people are and, out there going, know, wait, one squirrel. What are you talking yeah. about? Yeah, that's true. That's Once true. I didn't catch that one, I went after another one. Are you <laughs> kidding me? I saw three of them and I tried to get them all at the same time. Yeah, the next thing people point. do though, when they get to this, like, I need to make a decision about this thing and it's, it's really important. It's going to change my life. Whatever it is, is they go looking for advice and there's nothing wrong with that at all. As a matter of fact, I do that all the time. I call people. We were just talking about this the other day with our software that we're mm -hmm. launching, which is completely out of our wheelhouse. Like neither one of us do software. That's not really our no. thing, but we have this really cool software and we're getting ready to launch it. And so we do need some advice. We do need mm -hmm. advice. But I think the, the important thing is, is that you take advice from people who have what you want or have done what you want to do or live the life that you want to live. Or understand your vision and are supportive of you living that vision. I think some people are a really good sounding board to help listen to your ideas. And even sometimes when someone just restates what I'm saying and just in a different way, I learn a lot from that. So there's some people that have a real gift of just listening. I know I have a few friends like that and I admire it. Listening, restating, asking good questions without the advice. And I think that that's really important. So, and I would think what Heather just said, I hope that nobody breezed past that. So let me restate because this is really, really important. When you are getting advice, even if the person checks all the boxes, it's really important that when you go and you tell them what you're thinking and you ask for the advice, if the next thing out of their mouth is advice, it's probably the wrong person. Because what Heather just said is really important. They should be asking clarifying questions to make sure they understand if you've thought everything through and if they understand really what it is that you're asking them. We literally just had this either this week or last week in, in my little coaching group. Somebody got on our message board, asked a question, told us the whole background, said they needed advice, but they didn't bother to ask the question because they were giving us mm -hmm. the background, which is good because we need the background. But then the question never got asked. Oh, interesting. So everybody chimed back in. It was like, I think we understand, but like, what can we do for you? Like, how can we help you? And <laughs> they got stuck in the story. <laughs> if people had started giving advice, I would have got on there and said, just exactly what question is it that you're answering for this person? Because they didn't ask a question. 
it begs questions. So when you ask for advice, the person, if they're really going to give you good, solid advice, they need to care a little bit more than to just mm -hmm. sound like they know what they're talking about. They should ask questions so that they understand, so that they know that they understand before they give you any advice. In addition to that, they should be asking you questions like Heather said about, is this really fit with what you're trying to accomplish? And have you thought through all of these other things? Have you taken all this stuff into account? And I think this goes, I have a lot of clients that say, Hey, Heather, I want to buy rental property. I'm ready. And this used to happen a lot more than it does right now. I think rental properties become more of a buzzword than it used to be, <laughs> you know, 10 years ago, but they would come back to me and say, Oh, I talked to my cousin or, you know, Thanksgiving, my family gave me advice and they told me all these horror stories and I I'm done. Like, I don't think I can do it. I'm terrified now. And I think this applies to that example as well. Like, are they asking you questions? Why are you wanting to buy real estate? Like, what are you well, looking it, to accomplish? And Heather, it may go back to the first thing I said, which is make sure whoever it is you're asking for advice has what you yeah. want. That's really true. In multiple ways. Okay. So if you want advice about how to run a successful business, you shouldn't go ask somebody working for a business. You should ask somebody who's running a successful business. Mm -hmm. Tier two of that is you need to make sure that it's actually a successful business. Because a lot of yeah. times, especially if you're looking at them on Facebook or any other social media platform, everybody looks like they're running a successful business. But so true. you need to define what it is that is a successful business because mm -hmm. some of the people like, let's talk about business for just a second. This is one of my pet peeves. People go and ask advice from someone who's running a quote, successful business and the successful business. All they really ever talk about is top line revenue. Yeah. You know, I run a $10 million business. Okay, Gary. Well, I've seen a lot of people who run $10 million businesses and they make less than seven figures. If you're running a successful business, $10 million business and you can't make a million, I don't think that's successful, but you define it however you want. Mm -hmm. I also think that if you're running a $10 million business and you're clearing two, that's fantastic. But not if you're working hundred hours a week, mm -hmm. not if you're working 70 hours a week, because that's not what I want. So yeah. be very clear about what it is that you want and then be very clear that the person who or people that you're asking for advice actually have what you want because there's a lot of facade that gets put out there. We talked a couple of shows ago about the people who rent the cars, they rent the Lambo <laughs> yeah. and they stand in front of somebody else's private jet and then they film everything else in an Airbnb that they rented that looks really, really nice. It's all fake. Mm -hmm. They don't have any mm -hmm. of that stuff. They're up to their eyeballs in debt. They can yeah. barely make their payments, but they That's look like they say. got it going yeah. on. I mean, we've been talking about this with the software that we're building and understanding the market, understanding software companies and how they're valued. And it's really interesting how many of them are in the red. It's very deceptive for someone looking at someone else and saying they're successful. It is so, the most bizarre thing. The software industry is the most bizarre thing. I have ever seen the valuations that are given to companies that lose tens of millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make any sense at all to me. <laughs> like it's like a gold star. We're, like I don't We're know. trying really hard to wrap our heads around it as we enter the space, but it is bizarre. And so again, just make sure whatever it is, right? If you want marriage advice, get the marriage advice from someone who has a happy marriage. Yeah. Make sure it is happy 
right? Make sure that you're getting advice from people who have what you want and not the Facebook have, but the actual have. Yeah. So, so, so important. I've seen that with people who are struggling in their faith. And then they go and talk to other people who are struggling in their faith that they don't usually talk to someone who is a faith filled person, or maybe that person once was right. And I've always thought, found that really interesting that people want to confide in other people who are struggling rather than reaching up. Yeah. Yeah. That is the dumbest thriving. thing you could possibly yeah. do. Yeah. Go talk to another business owner who's barely got an idea about how you yeah. should run your business or how you should grow your business. That is exactly what Heather just said in the faith world, right? Yep. What's the quote? Your doubts before you doubt your faith? Yeah. There you go. I love that Bold. quote. Once you've got the idea, once you've gone and sought some advice and you're kind of ready to roll, like then you get to this what's next phase and this really throws people for a loop. What do I do now? Yeah, I have my idea. I'm excited. I've consulted people and I'm moving forward. And then and what do I do? It doesn't make any difference whether you are applying for a job, starting a business, getting married. It doesn't make any difference. Yeah. The yeah. what's next is relatively the same. And this is going to sound so easy. I was talking to a friend of mine who's in my coaching group this morning. And he said, man, what you told me the other day was so simple. It hurts. <laughs> it's that simple. And I said, it's, it's not easy. It's simple. Just because it's simple doesn't mean it's easy to implement. But yeah, the answer a lot of times is just really simple. So what I'm going to say now is going to seem really simple, but it's not easy. And that is once you've decided it's time to advance, like you actually have to do something now. So all of the fun that we had writing on the whiteboard and planning this thing out and talking to people about it, mm -hmm. at some point, the rubber's got to hit the road. And when it's time to make the decision, and once you've made that decision, you've heard me say this before, Heather, is you got to burn the boats. And that is simple, but it is not easy. You recommended a book called Who Not How. I called Ron earlier this week. I feel like I'm talking to you first person and third person. Well, but anyway, I talked to you earlier this week and I said, blew my mind this morning that procrastination means maybe you have the wrong who, the wrong person, that you're not the right person for the task. So if you get to a point and you have this ready to move forward and you've burned the boats and you find yourself procrastinating, highly, highly recommend that book. I haven't finished it yet and I'm still like loving it. Every page is maybe it's just made for me and my weaknesses, but looking for who can help you, who can help you achieve what you're looking to mm -hmm. accomplish. Because if you're going to procrastinate it, maybe you're not the right person to do it. Yeah. To do whatever it is, right? Yeah. There's definitely things you are right to do, Yeah, but there's also definitely things you're probably not right to do. And there's always someone who can either speed the process up mm -hmm. or make the process easier. Something There's always somebody who can help. But I like this whole decision thing and burning the boats. My favorite way to describe this, because I think today it is so not this way, is marriage. It is, it used to be, I think when we were growing up, at least Heather, yeah. as we looked at our parents and our grandparents, nobody went into a marriage relationship and said, eh, I gave it a shot. I, I made got a it, boat over here. <laughs> if it doesn't, yeah. I got a rip cord I'll pull if this thing starts to go <laughs> sideways. If it gets hard. Nobody did that back in the day. Yeah. Was, that was not when you mm -hmm. were going to get married. We're committed. Yeah, that's it. And it's going to get rough. We know it. We're going to work through it. A, I don't think that is top of mind today with marriage, which is a shame, but I don't think it's top of mind with business, yeah. 
or much of anything anymore these days. We see it all the time, especially in sales. When people come in and they ride the fence, they got one foot over here, they got one foot over here, and they're trying to put one foot in another spot yet yeah, just to feel it out and see how everything's going to shake. How many times yep. does that work, Heather? Very rarely works out at all. And it's messy and they come with their tail between their legs. I just had it happen yesterday that a client is basically had another opportunity for a primary residence. And he just said, yeah, I think I'm just going to cancel this. And I said, well, you may not get your earnest money back. It's time to close. And he said, yeah, that's okay. Like I'll roll the dice. Like if I don't get my earnest money back, that's okay. And I was like, okay. Like it's just the mindset of, yeah, I've, I have this, all these other ideas and all these other things in the background. Yeah. Yeah. Like I made a commitment and you know, everybody spent time and money on this thing and um, yeah, I'm just, I'm, yeah, I'm not feeling it. Yeah. Uh, and we see that in business a lot. People were like, well, yeah, but what if it doesn't work? Well, you can't think that going into a business. Like what if it doesn't work? You have to be convinced it's going to work and you're going to do everything in your power to make it work. I'm going to go back to marriage for just a second. If that's your attitude when you go in and your husband clocks you in your eyeball in year five, that doesn't mean you don't put the parachute on and pull the ripcord. That's not what I'm saying. But you don't go into it going, well, if he talks to me mean this week, I'll probably just get this thing annulled. It didn't work. That's not how it works. It's not how it works in business either. The real part of this I mean, Heather, we've been working on this software launch now. A, has any business we've ever started been rosy all the way through? Definitely not. No, this one certainly hasn't. None of them are, guys. So clear vision leads you to getting clear and solid advice, which leads you to feeling confident about moving forward. But when you move forward, you got to burn the gosh dang boats. You got to burn those things up. And that comes from it's probably somebody on there going like, what, what the heck is he talking about burning boats? I got to go burn my, my boat? Out <laughs> I want to burn my boat. Life it comes boat. from a story that I'm not even sure is really true. But, and I'm not even sure that the story is actually about Cortez. But there's actually some people who say it's about other people like Julius Caesar and people way long ago. But anyway, supposedly Cortez goes into Mexico and he's going to he, because he wants to get all the treasure. So he lands with his men. And immediately burns the boats. So they're getting ready to go and like conquer, burns the boats. Well, if you're one of Cortez's men, you got to be asking yourself like, okay, the ripcord just got burned. Like there is no ripcord now. Yeah. We either win and conquer and get the gold or we're going to die right here, right now. And that's kind of how you have to think about it. You know, if you're starting a new job, that's kind of how you should go into it. Because mm-hmm. if you do, and you, it turns out you're really good at it and you like it, well, you have hit a grand slam home run because now everybody thinks, especially all the people that matter, think you are all in because guess what? You are all in. You yeah. came in all in. Yeah. Everybody in the company can feel it. That's a good point. I mean, when I first started working with you, Ron, I knew it was a job to get my husband through school and get us through a stage of life. Right. And, but I remember quickly, I didn't have enough to do. I am sure you remember this. I would go into Ron's office and I would say, Hey, do you have anything else? Cause I finished all my tasks for the day and I have like four hours left. I'm a pretty efficient worker. Right. And I found myself 
just constantly in everyone's offices asking them for more tasks. And then one time I just started cleaning because the office was, had, we had the storage room and there was a fridge with gross, like old mildewy stuff in it. And I just cleaned out the fridge. Cause I was like, I'm here. I'm all in soon after that. I moved into different positions in the company. And I think the mindset of like, yeah, this is a job, but like I take pride in my work and I want to make a difference and an impact and help where I'm getting paid. I'm so. telling you, those of you who are out there who are trying to level up in a company, Heather just told you the formula because I gave you what I thought was good for the day. You came back and you have four hours left. I'm like, oh crap, she is no joke. Like I have to have more work for her. And then I get to start sit back and I'm going, wait a second. She's done all of this stuff. It's all different kinds of stuff, which means she can do more, like more stuff, not just more work product, but she can do bigger and more important things. And that's how you level up in a company. And it comes from what Heather said. It comes from being all in and showing that you're all in, not that you're trying to get the least amount of work and get, get out of there for the day. Mm -hmm. It's going in there and proving that you're worth more and that you are capable of more. If that's what you want, you have to go do that. And look, if you're starting your company, guess who gets to clean the refrigerator? Yeah. Guess who gets to do all of that stuff Heather was just talking about and who has to be efficient and who has to do all of this stuff? It's you have to do it. And if when you hire the first person, they realize that you're willing to do all of that stuff, they're more likely to be all in because you're willing to go get your hands dirty doing the stuff, right? Totally agree. I just remember not looking to get something out of it, but I do remember the thought going through my mind, Ron, of if I finish this stuff this fast and I go tell them that I'm done, they may say, well, we don't have enough work for this person and we're overpaying, right? Because I'm sitting at the front desk with literally nothing to do. And so I remember having that scarcity mindset. And I was like, this just isn't me though, to sit here and get paid for doing nothing or pretending, pretending to do something. That is such a great point. And if that's you, if you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, well, my boss won't see things that way. He will actually see it just like Heather just said, then don't go in there and say, I'm done. and I don't have anything to do. Go in there and say, Hey, I noticed this over here needs to be done. I got my other stuff done. Would you like me to go do this over here? I don't know any business owner yeah. who would go, no, no, I don't really, I don't really want you to help your me lane. anymore. <laughs> I don't want you to help me anymore at all. Or if you notice something in the company that would make money or save money if you just implemented it and you have time and you're already obviously getting everything done, I don't yeah. know any business owner who would say, no, please don't do that over yeah. there. If you're an employee anywhere, a team member anywhere, that is gold, what Heather just shared. It just is. And I think that as a business owner or a startup business owner, there's a couple of other things that really trip people up. And that is that thinking that you have to have everything perfect before you could sell anything and thinking that you have to have everything perfect before you could market anything or literally do anything. Like you have mm -hmm. to sit in your office that you're now paying for and do a whole bunch of busy work to make sure you have everything perfect so that when you sell something, it's absolutely perfect. Mm -hmm. And I am telling you, that's not your job. Your job when you start a company is to get revenue, period, period. So go sell it before you've made it. Go sell it before you've created it. And then once you've sold it and you have a concept that says, hey, people actually like this thing, then go build it. Then go create it. Then deliver it. 
and over deliver whatever it is that you sold them. But this idea that you have to, before you can even create any revenue, you have to have something that's absolutely perfect is just nonsense. Yeah. I mean, ready, fire, aim is like your motto. It is. And it's easy for me, but for the people out there who are really data driven and run everything by the rules and everything has to line up and there has to be this big plan and all this other stuff. This is really hard concept, Mm -hmm. but it makes life in business a lot easier when there's some revenue coming into the business. You can make decisions differently because you're not making them based off of money decisions. So. Yep. Plus, you know that if the thing that you've sold, if they want it and they buy it, now you know you've actually got something. Or if you spend six months creating it, you get out there and you find nobody even wants it. You've just wasted months and months worth of work, right? Yeah. So don't do that. At least sell the concept to somebody or to a few somebodies. Only reason we did this today is because I think this is so needed in the workplace, in the business world. And hopefully we've tied in how vision is so important to making these decisions. It's all of the decisions. And it's interesting because I'd never really thought of it this way before, but one of our core values of loyalty that we've talked about before on this podcast is really comes into play in this, that being loyal to your idea and not just jumping ship at the first sign of things getting hard or difficult, right? So I'd never had thought of that before till we've had this conversation that it's loyal to you. There's this scene in The Patriot great movie if you haven't seen it. But if you have seen it, think back. They're in this massive battle and they're supposed to hold the line. All the the military guys are all lined up. They're supposed to hold the line. First cannonball comes through, takes out a whole bunch of people, just massive forces coming down on them. What happens? Well, the line breaks. And so the star of the movie can see this happening and he goes, somebody drops the flag as they're running the other way. Mm And the star of the movie goes and picks the flag up and says, no. And then, then like runs in. Okay, if you're the business owner, that's got to be you. You can't be the guy with the flag that he just dropped it and is running the other way. That doesn't work. You have to be the person who's running into whatever the challenge is and taking everyone with you through it. That has to be you. you can't put a parachute on and open a business. It doesn't work. Yep. And you shouldn't apply for a job with a parachute on either. How's that? Totally some, agree. I love it. Today. <laughs> totally. Okay. <agree. laughs> if you like the show, share it with everybody. Give us a like. Most important thing you can do. We say it all the time. Most important thing you do is leave us a review. A written review really helps us out. And consequently, Heather and I think this show's really good. We get a lot of really good feedback. So you're not just helping us, you're helping everybody else because they can find us easier. So please do that. If you want to get a hold of us, send us questions, content for the show. We'd love, Heather, I don't know about you, I'd love for some ideas to roll in that you guys want us to talk about. Anything, business, life, real estate related, throw it to us. We'd love to hear from you. We do get some occasionally. And when we do, we do shows on them. It's fun to know we're speaking to someone in particular, right? Who's got a question. So it is fun. It is fun. So those of you who have, we appreciate it. Those of you who haven't speak now or forever hold your peace. Email us at info at rpcinvest.com. Love it. We will be back next week right here with another show. Mm -hmm. Appreciate it. Until then, everybody get out there and make something happen. This has been the Get Real Podcast. 
to subscribe and for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to getrealestatesuccess.com.